I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wrestle Oh, it's WrestleMania 24, and are we excited to see uh, the return of one of the best performers of WrestleMania 23, yeah. Batista. You know what happened with him last time? He was like, I should be the main event. Give me the main event. So I'm going to go out there, and I, I am going to destroy your preconceptions of what I am. <laughs> and in this one, he's like, oh, I'm third, am I? Oh, I'm third, am I? I'm going to come out here, and I'm going to stink up the joint. <laughs> and boy, does he ever. Yeah. Um, Introduced by the the two uh, um, general managers of yes. the Sh- Raw and SmackDown shows, uh, William Regal and Theodore Long. William Regal's hair in this is amazing. It's so good. It's I also didn't know you had it in him because it's outside as well. Yeah, it ruffles in the breeze, oh, doesn't it? Oh, like Heathcliff. What a chap! Oh, what a chap! Never knew he had it. In Sweet him. as um, Umaga is continually being put like in proxy matches where he represents something. So last time he was representing. Uh, Vince McMahon fatness <laughs> and this time he's representing some Diabetes. brand I mean, I mean I don't think any of the wrestlers really know what show they're on anyway no do they, do they I mean unless they you no know. they're not marks so so uh, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, uh William Regal gets to introduce uh, he gets to introduce uh, it, must, it must be the other way Dave, Dave Batista's on Smackdown and Umaga's on Raw because Regal Regal over the years, never ever got his name right. And whenever he'd sort of like be talking about him, he'd always say, Here he is, it's Umanga. And he could never get it right. <laughs> really? Never. Oh, right. He could never say it's Umaga. Yeah. Right? Even though they must everyone must have been saying the name all the time. Three syllables. But what's amazing is they, they obviously let him get away with it because no yeah. one says, Look, you do understand, you can't keep getting his name wrong. The wickedly talented Dina Menzel. <laughs> yes. Is that, uh, did I get it right? You got a name right. Oh, yeah. It's impossible it, to it, remember. Wickedly talented. Oh, I can't remember what he says now. Do you know, I was thinking about this the other day. and I, I didn't Google it, and I should have done, because it would have come in handy now. The wicked, the give me wickedly five seconds. wickedly talented. The wickedly talented. No. Oh, man. Umanga! Umanga! Uh, he always says Umanga. And at WrestleMania, you know, it's not for him, because if you were Umaga, you'd go... Do you have a fucking problem with me? Because every time. Yeah. And then you're at WrestleMania and you're like, oh, fucking cheers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, manga. Him coming back afterwards and going, that was all right. And going, you can't get my name right. <laughs> oh, boo hoo. I'm you, manga. Char- I'm crying what? about. Why are you in charge of this? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is not a good match. No, it's um, terrible. Well, it's not terrible. It's just shit. 
It is. Shot. They, they, they do not gel together no. for some reason. And Imaga comes out, he does a, a, an astonishing dive through the ropes where he just, mm. you know, he, he's, he does some big things and it never clicks at all. And uh, Batista, you can see, is genuinely annoyed by the end. He fucks up his Batista bomb. He sort of mm. falls backwards. And as he sort of hits the floor, he just, you know, I think he, you just see him go, ah, oh, damn! You know? <laughs> and he pins him anyway. And yeah. it's just, I mean, it is just, a, it's one of those matches that, I remember people saying it was quite bad. And I thought, but is it that bad? Yeah. And watching it, I was like, oh, it's even yes, worse right. than I thought. It was a, a bit of a mess. Don't put him on, don't, you know, he, he was good last time, so yeah. give him a better uh, slot. What's funny is the crowd are slightly turning against Dave Batista at this point. Right. So they're beginning to, It's it, this isn't the Batista year, uh, which is where he came back at the Royal Rumble when everyone wanted Daniel Bryan to win it. Right. And, uh, Batista was there. Um, uh-huh. uh, but the they are beginning to boo him. And it's the Roman Reigns-John Cena thing where he was just overpushed. Right. He was the big baby face mm. and people were sick of it. And so here, they quite often cheer Umaga. Umaga rarely cheered through his career yeah. because he's so frightening looking more than anything <laughs> else. Um, but yep, he was just pushed too much. Um, this would be uh, Umaga's last WrestleMania. Right, so he wouldn't. He died in uh, December two thousand and nine, yeah. and here in April two thousand and eight. But he missed WrestleMania twenty five uh, the next year, and that was he was on a, a number of hiatuses. He took um, two months here and a month there, and that seemed to be linked to more serious problems. So he was released from his WWE contract in June two thousand and nine, right, uh, which would be the following year because he'd had a couple of wellness policy violations, but he refused to go into rehab. And it was really the refusal to go into rehab that the WWE had to sever their ties. Something they'd also done with Kurt Angle mm. a few years before. The refusing to go into rehab, they just they didn't feel they could keep him around yeah. if he wasn't going to you know, do that. They're obviously at a point where they're worried about him. Um, so he is released in June. Um, in November, he wrestles his final match. Mm. This is on... A uh, an Australian tour that set up by Hulk Hogan, which we will be talking a bit more about following the Ric Flair match. <laughs> right, and he has his final match against um, Mr. Anderson, who is the renamed Mr. Kennedy. Yes, um, okay. Kennedy also had the final match of Eddie Guerrero, and this turns out to be Umaga's final match as well. Oh, um, so spooky! He died in December. He was uh, found by his wife in his home. Um, he'd had a, uh, a a heart attack that had been brought on by um, toxicity of multiple substances in mm. his system. Yeah. So they found hydrocodone, carisoprodol, and diazepam. Mm. All the opiates. They are. All the opiates, yeah. Probably, are they pain pills? Is that? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, muscle relaxants, pain pills, just chill out tabs. He was, he was found that he also had heart and liver disease, mm. and they said that the combination of the drug use, along with him having this bad heart and the bad liver, uh, was the thing that led to his right. death. So it's a real shame. He, he died very young. Umaga, he mm. was he was a good heel. He was a good high level heel, mm. but in some ways, I think he may possibly be the last big casualty of this era. Right? Okay. I'm yeah. Not sure. There's many people who follow him. Mm. I'm, I'm bound to be proved yeah. wrong as we go through. See, um, I was watching a bit of um, talking about like, <coughs> moving on after um, after WWE and stuff with the wellness stuff like the Scott Hall when he was in WCW I didn't realise that they did a big angle about his drinking and yeah stuff. like did a big mm. long thing and he was in and out of rehab all the time and just but when he would come back they would just sort of take the piss out of the fact that he was an yeah. alcoholic yeah the WWE did something his... similar with um, Road Warrior Hawk they, right. um, they did a big angle where he was drinking and stumbling around mm. and everything and then he would die of a, of a heart attack mm. you know um, due to his 
undoubtedly due to steroids, a combination of steroids and recreational drugs, yeah. you know, just making his heart collapse. Um, it, you know, times have changed. What you see here, obviously, is as well, Umaga, if they fired him in June because he wouldn't go into rehab, he was dead by December. Yeah. They were absolutely 100% right to mm. say, if you're not going to go to rehab, you need a wake-up call, yeah. you know, out your contract, you go. Aye. I mean, very much they stepped in at the right point. It's just that Umaga decided not to take that that hint, really. Mm. Sad, sad news. Um, uh, match number four, ECW champion Chavo Guerrero versus Kane. Yes. Um, Armando Estrada comes out to introduce this, who looks like the authority figure if you went to a really low-rent like local wrestling promotion. <laughs> Just like a guy in a white hat. And, uh, oh, I mean, that, the heartbreak here. So Joey Styles, WrestleMania is his last time he calls the WWE event doing play-by-play. And he just says, it's a historic night as it's the first time the ECW Championship is defended at a WrestleMania. And Taz says, I never thought I'd see the day. 11 seconds. <laughs> Done. This is, this is the moment that if you were a wrestler and you were like undecided about whether Vince McMahon had given up on the whole ECW thing, yeah. this is the moment you go, Vince oh, yeah, has yes. given up on the yeah, ECW yeah, thing. Yeah, that yeah. is very much I over. Mean, Kane's got to be winning the pounds per second wage packet kind of record there. Hugely. He has yeah, actually... he's a big star. He, he? Did, he did do the, um, the dark match, uh, oh, which right. is the Battle oh, Royale, okay, yeah. that he won to then get to this. Well, there was highlights from that dark match before this match mm. had ran, and it was like Carly's out of... <laughs> Yeah. Within seconds. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 there's some big guys in there like Mark Henry and stuff. Yes. And uh, it's um, amazing those those people who, like Mark Henry, who would suddenly have a career renaissance, mm. but at this point are just in the dark match. Is, th- is that you or me? I think that might be you, Mark. Oh, it's, so under your, it's under your paper. It's your dad. It is my that? dad. Hello, dad. Oh, right. Okay. They're next to the fridge, dad. <laughs> on the, yeah, on the white. The white. Uh, uh, I don't even know what it's called. What's it called? That thing, shelving unit. And they're in a in, they're in a biscuit tin, left of the fridge. Yeah, <laughs> I'm keeping this in. Okay, great. I'm not even going to describe this. I'm just going to. Oh, good. Let go. Great. Thanks, Dad. I'll get back to the show. Bye. Apologies, Pete. My uh, daughter wanted a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's dad there with a wrestling style run in. <laughs> and he has been inducted into the WrestleMania Hall uh, of Fame. Absolutely. I think it's it's very Daddy important Hens. that you know, like, as much as I love WrestleMania, it's very important that my child is given more expensive Ella's kitchen <laughs> things just because she demands them. Yeah. I would love to have like raspberry rice cakes and things. Yeah. Right? Jesus Christ. What did we have when we were kids? Egg and chips. <laughs> Egg and chips. Chips, you lucky devil. <laughs> Man. And that's why we're starting a Patreon. <laughs> because Mark has a child now. Yes, that that's, uh, is exactly the reason. Um, because <laughs> the other thing is, if we start it, I, have to, I can say, look, I have to go in. I have to do it now. Pete and yeah. I have to record it. I have because to watch wrestling. I would, lo- I would love to be at home. Of course I'd love to be at home changing these nappies and clearing up this vomit. But... But I have to because the patron. I mean, it's like a, it's like a <laughs> pair of handcuffs. Exactly. <laughs> Lads is out. Money in the bank. <laughs> it was, yeah, I just need to get out of the house. Um, good news. So, yeah, it's over for ECW. Yeah. That's the point my daughter wants to make. It's, <laughs> it's over for ECW. It's having a biscuit. It's having a biscuit on the yeah. side. Uh, then we get our little uh, Carlito and Maria promo. Uh, which is the yes. little advert they do. Yes, um, yes, 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 again, yes. more charisma in those 40 seconds from Carlito than he ever showed in the rest of his career. A lot of red hot chilli peppers in this uh, WrestleMania. Yes. The theme was hail 
Snore Hero yep. by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yep. And I looked at the track listing of that album. It, um, yeah, there's not much to choose from, but they could have gone for a more upbeat, kind of more. Do you know what's amazing? Track. This was not the most watched WrestleMania of all time mm. uh, up to this point. So that was last year. Yeah. This did pretty well. It did over a million, yeah. you know, uh, you know, uh, 700,000 in the room. And uh, what is it? 14, I forget what it is. It does huge numbers. Yeah. But this is one that actually moved the needle on a lot of albums. And that Red Hot Chili Peppers album, the day after WrestleMania, had a spike in sales. Right. So it does work. Yeah. You know, that sort of, you know, slow sort of, you know, drip, drip, drip. That was 100% the sound of 2008, wasn't it? (laughs) You would hear that everywhere. (laughs) 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 Flea, Flea, you're not doing any slack for for the next 10 years. This is also a sort of funny thing where, um, obviously at this sort of time, we were working at uh, at XFM. Yes. So this is all the music that we heard a lot. And Mm. I vaguely remember watching this WrestleMania. So this must have been a little bit after the single, you know, came out Mm. things. But sort of going, oh, are they getting quite sort of like hip and contemporary <laughs> and current because they were always so far behind the curve. Yeah. But you are getting these big names. It's always a shame. Uh, this one, does it? Ha- apart from John Legend, I like it when they have playing them to the ring, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah there aren't yeah, many yeah. of those. Yeah. One, of, one of which will be explained. Edge specifically didn't want to be played to the ring and we'll ex- I'll explain that as it goes on. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a shame. It is funny how you hear all these songs. There, there's, there was one recently um, that I was watching which was uh, more recently. It used Billie Eilish's you should see me in a crown. Right, okay. And that was the first mention I'd ever heard of Billie Eilish. I only get my <laughs> wrestling, my, my music recommendation now through wrestling. wrestling yeah. Wow. I'm listening to a lot of new, like, metal. new metal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Real rage against the, sub rage against the machine nonsense. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's now my favourite bit, actually, which is um, Raven Simone. Yes. Now, I don't, I, they sort of go star of, and I watched it twice and I couldn't like pick out what she was. Disney's Road Trip yeah. or something. Well, she, she was the kid from the Cosby Show. Was she? Yes. You'd God, think yeah. she'd want to limit her exposure to men <laughs> with interesting medicine cabinets. <laughs> oh, but I love that she comes out and they what they haven't said. She she's very up. Yes. Very, very yeah. woo! Yeah, yeah, woo! And the crowd immediately turn against her. They don't like it at all. <laughs> yeah. But she's there to announce that the Make a Wish Foundation yeah. have brought fifty kids from fifty states to see WrestleMania. And they film the kids and all the kids are like, Yes, we're at yeah. WrestleMania. It's a really life affirming moment. There's a lovely minute, a moment where you can just see the, the, the audience just going, Who the who is this stupid girl going, Oh, it's brilliant. That's brilliant. Everyone's going, Oh, brilliant, brilliant. And then Jerry the King goes, I'm a big fan of Raven Simone. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Judge the room, Jerry. Yeah. You don't have to fuck everything. <laughs> it's just kids with cancer. Come on now. Jerry's kids. Put your Jerry's <laughs> kids. Put yeah. your fucking cock away. I did, there is one bit which really annoyed me where they panned across the, the kids who are there. And I love... I mean, fair enough to WWE. They could have kept it quiet, but right. they like to make it clear yeah. and they want everyone to know they've done it. Yeah. Great. I, I couldn't right. give them monkeys because these kids are having the time of their life. As it pans across, some fucking asshole in the crowd is got a beer and he's obviously trying to get into shot. Yeah. You're trying to get in front of the Make-A-Wish kids yep. with your beer. No. Yeah. No. Absolutely nightmarish. Oh, and I suddenly dear. thought then, they should have given them a better area. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah. loads of drunks. Ugh. Oh, Pawling. no. Pawling. And then uh, you see Freddie Prince Jr. in the crowd. Ah. very enjoyable. It says, and uh, I, I think Lola says, the stars have come out tonight. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr., the star of Freddie, an American television sitcom in 2006 mm. that aired 
from October two, 2005 uh, to May 2006. <laughs> was um, he married to Sarah Michelle Geller or he someone? Was, he was, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah he so had a, a, a... He had a bit of a WWE relationship. He did, yeah. yeah. He, uh, I think he was one of the writers for about a year and a bit. That's interesting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. I'm not sure it was a huge success. No. But interesting. I mean, uh, again, I'm, I'm vaguely hoping one day to be a writer. Yeah. And all I want to do is just, all I'm going to be writing is about the behind the scenes. <laughs> That's all I'm going to be doing. Um, I'm, I'm going to continually get people like Jerry Lawler quite drunk. And I'm just going to tape it Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Let's go <laughs> to the uh, greatest match of all time. Yay! Uh, this is match five. This is Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels in a career perfectly pitched yep the emotion is so fever pitch it's wonderful this is the perfect the most the most perfect example of the mix in wrestling between the real and the fake yeah so you have a genuine story that is presented through the medium of predetermined sport and (laughs) this is one of the i I was going to say like few but I, i think it might be one of the only the only sort of actually moving, emotional and poignant matches of all time. Um, there's only been one Ric Flair. So there's only one person who has had that astonishing career. He is the greatest wrestler of the 20th century. And because that's the only thing that we have on you know, video, he is the greatest wrestler of all time. Mm. He is only going to come to the end of this world's greatest career once. Yeah. And it happens that it's going to be this night. And this night he is going to have his last match for most fans uh, for rick flair has always been around he is you know he is older than most fans he has been <laughs> going for years i think 36 years he's been wrestling and 
it is the end of an era because for the first time for most people watching, Ric Flair will no longer be a part of wrestling. Yeah. And watching that video they put up before this where you've got his career, it's just magic. The closest thing I can I can I always think about this is Stanley Kubrick wanted to make the film AI and he wanted to get one actor as a child and he wanted to film it through the guy's life so that he would age through it and it would be this story told by this one person through their life. Well, he doesn't need to do that because Ric Flair has done it. <laughs> and when you see Ric Flair back in the 70s, all the way through, he's been telling like a story. The story of Ric Flair started in 1974 on telly and it's run every week since <laughs> like a soap. And finally, it's coming to an end. And it's not coming to an end because it's been cancelled. It's coming to an end because the man himself is stopping. It's the most magical thing. Mm. What they do is they give Flair the greatest send-off in the history of wrestling. And for one night, everyone everyone knows he can't lose. He can't not not lose. Yeah. He has to lose. So it's a because goodbye. if he if he it is, everyone knows that. Yeah. But everyone's still got it in the back of their head <laughs> that maybe, just maybe, he can defy this and keep going because no one wants to see him go. Yeah. Um he's fifty nine at this point, Ric Flair. He's still going out there. He's doing well. He's not performing at the level that he's done for most of his career. Because he's 59. Because he's 59. Um, <laughs> Vince McMahon approaches him and says, I want you to retire. And Flair does not particularly want to retire. Right. But he says, what I want you to do is I want you to become the ambassador for the WWE. I don't. You, there's no point you keeping going out there at 60. No. Um, McMahon had been on the skids with Hogan, uh, Bret Hart, uh, and a couple of other people who he'd previously wanted to be the ambassadors of the WWE. So Flair is really one of the only big names that he sees will fit in that role. Um, And so they come up with the idea, and I believe Stone Cold Steve Austin was involved in this this, uh, idea, which is that he will will keep going until he loses a match. So McMahon says, the next time you lose a match, your career's over. Right. This runs for about five months. And there are some genuine moments where you think, oh, is Flair going to retire here? So I think they put him in an intercontinental title match at the Royal Rumble with Chris Jericho. So you know, oh, they're not going to give him the belt. So, okay, it could be here. And he wins it. You know, and it keeps going like that. <laughs> now, there are some lovely sort of like moments and it just builds and builds and builds and builds to WrestleMania. Yeah. Flair himself said they decided it was time for me to go. <laughs> it, it wasn't me volunteering to leave. Uh, it was mutually agreed upon, but I think they figured while I was still healthy and everything, it was a good idea to retire. And he said, I'd really hoped if I was going to have to do this retirement thing, that I'd either be against Hunter, Triple H, or Shawn Michaels. Mm. Either one worked for me. I was really fortunate to be involved with either one of them. Shawn was probably the greatest performer of all time, uh, and it made it very special. Um, he said, I've wrestled everybody that had any name recognition at that point. There wasn't another opponent that was my dream opponent. Being fortunate enough to wrestle Shawn Michaels was probably the first or second biggest moment of my WWE tenure. So Flair goes up against Shawn Michaels, who at this point is still Mr. WrestleMania. He performs better than anyone else on the big stage. Yeah. And Flair uh, is a big inspiration. So as a child, Michaels has been a huge Flair fan. And the two men are now friends. And they just build up a really simple sort of storyline along it that Michaels announces that Ric Flair is going into the Hall of Fame and Flair sort of says, I, I, I need to know that I'm not past it, that I'm not this you know, washed up old legend. And he says, I, I need to compete with the best and the day I can't do that, then I won't continue. And so 
Shawn Michaels ends up saying, well, I've got so much respect for you that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it by half measures. I will bring you the best Shawn Michaels and uh I'll give you the showstopper and the icon. They they use lots of references to Old Yeller in this, which is mm. obviously a much more of an American touchstone than it is in Britain. Because do you know Old Yeller? I only know that he dies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they have to kill well, him. Old Yeller is like a, 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 a again. I don't hundred percent know no. either. But from what I've been able to ascertain through watching wrestling for all these it's like years, an old dog. It's like an old dog that is brilliant. Right. And sooner or later, you have to take it. You know, with regret, round the round the back of the barn and shoot it. Yeah, and that's the story of Old Yeller. Yeah, and so that that's basically the, you know Flair is going. I am not going to go out with my tail between my legs. I'm going to go out, you know, in a blaze of glory. Do your best. And this this works this this angle because it's real. Because these are all the things that Flair does think. Yeah, you know, if I can't perform at that level, I shouldn't be here. And I, I I've got to prove I can still go. And ah, we knew he couldn't win. We knew he couldn't win because if he if he did win, you're just going to have to tap, have this pad out for another year <laughs> to get to a WrestleMania so that he can retire. Yeah, um, they've never done a retirement angle at WrestleMania up to this point. This mm. is the very very first time, and so it was just a massive deal. Mm. Um, he comes down in that blue robe. It's different from his normal robes. Not, don't change your gimmick now, Rick. Um, but he dressed him as a ghoul. Oh no, the American badass! What are you doing, Rick? God, he comes out and he's already a little bit emotional. Um, and out he comes in in the thing, and his family are all sort of crying already. <laughs> that um, robe is is owned by the Smithsonian uh, Museum oh, of American History. Cool. <laughs> and if you go online, it's not on display. They've mm. obviously just stuck it in the back room. Yeah, they found better. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've got, like, you know, uh, the lunar module. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is all very nice and everything. But, I mean, it's not even real sequins. It's just plastic. <laughs> um, but they have got online. You can click onto the... the um, oh, they scan them. They scan yeah. these beautiful... But it's high res, and you can yeah. really zip in to see how it's made. Oh, lovely. Fabulous, fabulous. Lovely. Um, out he comes, and I mean, just the reception he gets is thrilling. Yeah. Um, previously to that, they, they have a little um, uh, uh, interview that he does with Mike Adamle, who is a very short, tenured interviewer. Probably the least informed, least interested in, in wrestling person <laughs> ever to work in, in wrestling. He famously uh, called Jeff Hardy, Jeff Harvey, in a big interview. I mean, he's that bad. And he gets to do the pretty much the last interview that Ric Flair ever does as an active performer. And Flair just keeps it short and sweet. What's my game plan? To be a man. Yeah. Out they come. Flair keeping it together. And what's really interesting about this match is uh, Shawn Michaels called the entire thing. Right. So basically, he he was he's apparently his words to flair when they went out and then this I, I mean it seems incredible they didn't do something in advance yeah but basically he said that to flair shut up and listen that was his thing right. and he said he can be a bit of a control freak michaels in his matches but he said from the standpoint uh he, he said i knew where i wanted it emotionally the match was as cheesy as it sounds it was going to be my love letter to rick flair and it was my way of trying to show him the friendship we had and the impact he had on the 15-year-old me, and I wanted to convey that to him through a wrestling match. Michaels finds it difficult to explain what he was doing there, but I think what he wanted to do was he wanted to go out there and give Flair a match that was much better than Flair was able to do by himself at that yeah. time. And so Michaels, uh, Flair later on says, at times Michaels is just wrestling himself, and it makes for a better match than I could have done. <laughs> There's a point where Michaels does a moonsault, a sort of springboard moonsault, 
out of the ring onto the Flair who's on the um, announcer's desk. Mm. And Flair gets out of the way. And Michaels lands with the nastiest, like, bang onto the uh, <laughs> the thing. Just, it ribs and everything. Yeah. And you suddenly realise that Flair doesn't really need to be there. Michaels is just <laughs> doing it all. He's beating himself up. And he's, but, oh, it's so, uh, th- this match, is it the, like, most emotional match of all time? Mm. Yes. Is it a great match? Yes. But, is it a state-of-the-art, brilliantly executed wrestling match? Yes, because I don't <laughs> care what anyone says, Pete. I love this match so much. Um, this is, I mean, they're, they're, throughout, there are so many bits as a wrestling fan that you just go, this is brilliant. This is what Michaels means about the love letter. There are, there are bits that talk about Flair's history throughout the whole thing. So he comes off the top um, turnbuckle and he hits Michaels with a sort of you know a, a crossbody which is Flair famously would never manage to do a move off the top rope he'd always get pushed off right. that sort of thing there's a bit where Michael slams him and you see that Flair lands on his hip and that's because Flair never landed on his back because he was he had his back broken in a plane crash in 1975 and he always took bumps on his side right. no other wrestlers do that really yeah. it's just Flair so when you see that you're like even in this match every little moment it's is reminding unique. you of the history yeah of this unique performer. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, th- there's even the, the bit right at the start where Michael slaps Flair really, really hard and there's blood. And Flair was one of the great bleeders. Mm. But it's also that thing of sort of going, I'm not going to go soft on you because you're 59. <laughs> I'm going to slap the taste out of your mouth. And Michael's then sort of goes, you can leave. And Flair, I don't know whether they got it mic'd up, but I mean, it really does work in a, in a moment. But Flair just goes, yeah, you got first blood. And it's just... Again, all of these sorts of things, I don't know, they're just almost, there's history peppered throughout this, which I think maybe is just because of my love of Ric Flair. Mm. But I can understand what Michaels means when he says it's a love letter. There's all these nods to Flair's history that you barely notice within the actual sort of ebb and flow of a match. Um, the story Trent telling is great. That There's a point where Michaels can't bring himself to do the, the super kick. But Flair is straight there, taking advantage. That was a great sort of sign of him as a wrestler. Mm. He was never the strongest, the fastest, the quickest, or the you know the, the roughest. But what Flair was was an opportunist, and he would wait for a mistake and he would capitalize. There's bits where he does low blows, the dirtiest player in the game. <laughs> it's just the history of Ric Flair told in one great celebratory match, and I think that takes it from beyond the thing about who's going to win. What it is is going. I'm going to throw nods to the 36 years this man has been doing this to the greatest. And it's just, uh, that is where wrestling becomes, they talk about the ring being a canvas and wrestlers painting, you know, the story they want to tell on Mm. that canvas. And Shawn Michaels just brings a level of artistry, which I don't think anyone else has ever done. And you can only do it really with Ric Flair. Mm. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe it's just, it's it's just they're doing stuff that they always do. And we've seen a million times. (laughs) I don't know. But the finish... Yeah, like the super kick, the the kick at the end. Yeah, it's like, jeez. As it builds to like, the end, I mean, there's a bit where Flair kicks out a two, and the the audience roar. This WrestleMania, the big matches, it's it, it, the crowd don't get into them at the start, mm. but they get really invested as they go on. There's a point where Flair, um, Michaels is is getting the super kick ready. Uh, we know he's going to happen. He's going to get hit by it. He's, and, and Flair grabs the referee, and while he's holding the referee, he back heels Shawn Michaels in the nuts, and. <laughs> There's a moment where the crowd, I think he, go, he pins him. And when he kicks out, the crowd actually squeal. There's not 70,000 people not roaring or booing, but just going, like that. it's absolutely amazing. Um, but the end section, as you say, I mean, you know, as he Iconic. drags himself up, uh, 
he knows that that the end is in sight, <laughs> but or, or, or he, he he's not going to shy away from it. Yeah, he's just going to say, well, you know, well, if this is it, this is it. <laughs> and uh, he says, come on, come on. He's got that sort of. Um, by this point, he's 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 got a slur to his yeah, voice. Yeah. He's always reminds me of that. Uh, pull him up, pull him <laughs> up. Uh, the cowardly lion. He goes, come on, come on. And Sean Michaels says, "I'm sorry. I love you." Bang! The super kick hits. Flair is in absolute floods of tears before he even hits the floor. Yeah. Um, that was apparently Flair was not expecting Michaels to say that. It was one of those extemporized things. Um, Michael said uh, that was, oh no, no, Flair said it wasn't planned at all and it's a moment I'll never forget. You cannot plan something like that. I just think it's how he felt. I'm honoured he grew up admiring me and he took me there with him in that moment, but you can't rehearse something like that. Michaels said, I told him I loved him and I can't say it without getting weepy half the time. You have to understand, the guy who was in the ring with him, I was in there in body but inside, it was the 15-year-old kid who watched him every Saturday. And I wanted to say, thank you for giving me this honour, and I love you for it. They get the three count. Flair is bawling. Michaels holds him, he gives him a kiss, and he leaves his ring. And Flair is just on his back, sobbing. He is, cr- he is broken and devastated. And I, I don't think there is... I, I was watching this with, with my wife and she came into it about, oh, is this that Ric Flair one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he is crying on the floor, I heard her going, <laughs> and it, it's, it, I, I was super aware when I heard her crying. I thought, good, because I'm crying. It, make, it makes me cry because I, don't, I, would, I would honestly say, I don't think there's a more raw emotion a, a, a moment that's ever been caught by a TV camera. No, <laughs> than watching than watching a man give up the thing that he's done for the whole of his life and knowing it's over, and he has to give up because time won't let him continue. It got me. Ah, oh, it gets me every time. Lump in the throat. I, I'm, I'm, I have no other way of ending this episode, <laughs> but I think we should leave it there. That's beautiful. Let's leave it with both of us on our backs, but I'll be screaming red faced and I'm sorry I love you <laughs> don't worry he will he will come back for uh, another year and he'll fit a TNA run <laughs> oh, it's a disaster let's leave it with the final thing Michaels gets him a present at the end of it he gets them each a Rolex that's the sort of thing that you do when you're trying to you sort of get like two things that's because you want one as well but Michaels gets two Rolexes and it says uh, Richard Fleer which is Flair's real name, Richard Fleer uh, versus Shawn Michaels. He doesn't put his real name in, Michael Hickenbottom. <laughs> More expensive, maybe. <laughs> and he gives Flair the Rolex that has engraved on it underneath that to be the man. And Michaels has the one that underneath it says, you've got to beat the man. Oh, oh Mark. Good, isn't it? Oh, that's, I'm spent, mate. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that Woo! was... Uh, yeah. Uh, honestly, honestly, I, I, will, I will put my hand on my heart. There is no better WrestleMania match than Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels. There is, n- there is no... You'd be hard-pressed to find a better wrestling match, full stop. Mm. It is magic on levels which most matches are, are not able to even imagine being on. Oh, it's just the best. We'll be back next week. WrestleMania. Thank you.
was a Stakhanov production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.